What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, Caleb Edward Edley, here with my co-host, as always, the invincible Clay Stroman. Okay. <laughs> you didn't like that? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Awesome. Welcome back, What's Clay. Up, How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing this fine weekend? Pretty good. Um, actually, pretty hot. The AC in my apartment is not working. We have a maintenance request. They should be here tomorrow, but tomorrow is not today, and so my ass is on fire. You hate to see it. Are you going to be able to sleep tonight? Probably not. The funny I'm thing definitely, is, uh, yeah, the what? office where I record, this room is always cooler than the bedroom, so we're thinking about just blowing up an air mattress or something and sleeping in here tonight, because it's hot. I mean, got to do what you got to do. I'm a cold sleeper, so I would be... Uh, I would, it would be a tough night's sleep for me. Yeah, I don't know. We'll maybe see if we can open the windows up, see if it'll be a cool night. But I mean, it's summer in North Carolina, so what Good do you Good luck with do? that, man. I wish you the best. I appreciate that. So, Clay, what you reading? What you watching? Well, I'm watching the NBA playoffs for sure. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Any- yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they're, they're in full swing right now. You know, we got the whole bubble situation going um, and, and yeah, so we, we so far have three teams that have made it or four teams that have made it on to the second round. Um, we've got both of our LA teams, you know, we keep talking about how everything goes through LA. Mm-hmm. Um, they closed out their series, uh, in five games, both of them. We had LeBron put up a 30, 30 point triple double last night. We had Anthony Davis put up like 43 points and some or something. And those, those guys are just clicking. It looks really cool. People are talking about like Kobe and Shaq comparisons and things like that. Wow! Um, so it's it's pretty it's pretty fun to see, and then um, and yeah, we've got we've got uh, the the Clippers who just beat the Mavericks today. Mm-hmm. Um, the game just ended a few minutes ago. You know, Luca has been doing his thing, balling out, um, but you know he can only do so much on his own there, and uh, the Clippers are just too good. Um, yeah, other than that, we've got the uh, the NFL starting soon, which is pretty cool. Starts this Thursday on my birthday, actually, September 10th. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So everybody mark that down in your calendars. My birthday, not the, the opener. Yeah, no um, about that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that should be exciting. You know, obviously, we just did our draft last uh, last night for your fantasy league, so that's always exciting to get back into that. Um, it's nice to, you know, get the shit talk going early and, and all of that. You know, there's a lot of fun to be had with all that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But... So, so yeah, other than that, I mean, we've got, we've got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on. Um, I'm not really following that. The Caps and the Hurricanes were both uh, bounced in the first round, and those are the only teams I really care to follow. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really paying a whole lot of uh, attention to that. It's mostly been just NBA. Um, <clears throat> and speaking of NBA, we do have, you know, our first firing of the playoffs, Brett Brown, obviously, the, the Sixers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, team just, that team just sucks, so that's not, that's not a shock. Um, you know, they have their whole, like, trust the process tagline. Well, the process didn't work, uh, so that guy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, just a bad team. Tough to watch. Um, and then another bit of news that's kind of pretty big. So we have uh, Messi actually leaving uh, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he, he actually skipped um, some tests that they had as a team this weekend. I think it was coronavirus testing or something medical like that. He skipped it. He's saying he's not going to return to the team. Um, looks like he's going to end up on Man City. So he's the best soccer player in the world, you know? So that's uh, that's pretty big news there. And wow. what's crazy is that, yeah, they're talking about um, Man City giving him a, 
uh, contract for like five years, like 750 million euros, something like that. Jesus. So yeah, this guy's going to be making, you know, well over a hundred million a year. And what's even crazier is that Barcelona, apparently there's this uh, like exit clause where he can't become a free agent unless he pays them 700 million euros. So what? Oh, why? <laughs> I don't honestly, I don't really know like why that's a thing or how that how that works. Um, and there's still there's kind of like a contract dispute going on with Messi and his agent versus uh, Barcelona, the team uh, about whether or not he's going to actually have to pay this. They're saying, you know, they're holding their ground and saying, you've got to pay us, you know, give us this big chunk of change because we're missing out on a lot when you leave. Sure. Uh, and obviously he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to pay that. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Yeah. It just seems like an unfathomable amount of money to pay to leave a team. For sure. I mean, but it's ridiculous. you would think if it's in the contract, you would have looked at that and said, you know, take this out or I'm not going to play or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but that's that's going to definitely, like, shake up the world of soccer. Um, you know, obviously the best player, you know, making moves like that. There's big changes in store there. Um, and then we've got, we actually have college football that started. There was a game yesterday. Oh yeah. Who was it? Um, it was, uh, it was some, some division two game FCS. I believe it was, uh, Oh, Austin P and central Arkansas. Oh yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know them. Yeah. 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 Central <laughs> Arkansas. Fan. They're the, the bullfrogs. Something like that. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I think they're the, um, the jackalopes. Ah, ah yes. <laughs> Um, and, and it's actually the first NCAA sporting event in 170 days. So wow. with Corona and everything like that. So yeah, so we've got college sports coming back, which is pretty cool. You know, we've talked about how a couple of the, the main conferences, like the Big Ten, um, are refusing to play. Mm -hmm. And then the other conferences are going to move forward, you know, per usual. So it'll be it'll be an interesting season. Um, expedited schedules and like uh, the bowl, the bowl system is going to look totally different with some of these conferences just not showing up. Sure. Um, so yeah, but it's, you know, it's cool to have sports around. Um, we've got a lot of good basketball going on, obviously, and, and I'll just continue watching, uh, the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, cause they've been pretty dope so far. Nice. Well, thank you yeah. for that sports rundown. Absolutely. I have did you not keep it up with any of this stuff. Um, keeping up, define keeping up. Mm, casually, casually looking at news as it comes across your phone here and there yes 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 um like i follow like uh, bleacher report and um like sports center and stuff so i'll watch like clips and stuff but i haven't really been actively watching games or anything like that gotcha gotcha um but yeah so you you jumped right into sports did not think you were gonna do that but you were on a roll so i didn't want to stop you yeah yeah but i have a big announcement that i wanted <laughs> to tell you oh my god let's do it so clay we are officially an international podcast. Wow. I was looking oh at the analytics, and we've got six listens in Dublin, Ireland, and three listens in Thuringia, Germany. Okay. So, Let's go. Dublin and Thuringia. We love you guys. Yes. Those are some of our main uh, fan bases are in those areas. We've known that. You know, we just weren't sure that they were going to show up. Right, right. Um, yeah, but so now that I've seen awesome the analytics see. and we see that they're there, we know, we know. And so, thank you, Dublin. Thank you, Ireland. Thank you, Germany. Thank you, Thuringia. We we love you all. We're officially international, masters of the culture verse international podcast. We're taking over. We're going global. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I thought that was pretty cool. So it was exciting to see. You'd love to see it. 
All right, so moving on to uh, the video game world. Did you see um, the news about the new PS5 controller? I have seen, I mean, I've been kind of like keeping up with like all the like haptic feedback and stuff that's involved in it. It seems pretty cool. It does. Um, and I, I know that, I know you have something specific that we're going to talk about, but I saw recently it was an interview with uh, Insomniac for the new Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales one. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how like, certain attacks that you can use like the that like venom strike that electricity attack mm -hmm. if you use it the feedback goes uh through the controller from the left side to the right side and it like it like kind of like does like a a boom like when you actually hit the attack oh, wow. so it's like it's very like interactive and it makes you feel like you're the one who's actually throwing like i don't know lightning bolts at people that's cool i saw yeah. that it's actually gonna electrocute you when you use the electric attack yeah, 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 to make it feel, you know, real. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Just give you a nice little jolt, just nice a little, little buzz. Just a little zap. No, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, but what I did see is a recently approved PS5 DualSense patent suggests that Sony's controller may one day be able to identify specific users simply by the way they're holding it, which I think is kind of wild. Like, that is like wild. what is it? Like, my pr the grip of my pressure, um, like, where I Shave place your my hands, hands. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I don't I don't know much more than this and obviously if they just patented it, they don't want to like give too much away. And I also don't foresee this being like a day one kind of feature coming out. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting that it'll know who you are just by the way you're holding it. What's the benefit of that? Um I would say you get one benefit and that's probably just like a quicker sign on like you pick it up, it'll sign into your profile automatically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I guess that's kind of cool. It is cool. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen or how it happens, but I mean, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this controller is going to be like the most advanced controller, like obviously of any, of any console. It's going to be really cool to see like, like how it feels in your hand and like the effects that come with it and things like that. It's going to be sweet. No. Yeah. Did you sign up? <laughs> okay. This isn't on the agenda, but did you see there's, they had a pre-order list for the pre-order. So you sign up to be able what? to pre-order. I did not see that, nor did I sign up. Did you? I did sign up. Let me know. Let me know whenever you're able to to pre-order it. I guess. <laughs> I just thought, Jesus Christ! There's like a line for the line now. That's crazy. Which is a pre-order waiting list. Yeah. Um, and apparently the way they're gonna choose it is like your history with Sony or whatever. And I'm like, what does that mean? They were very vague about how they're picking it. It was like based on prior history with Sony and yada, yada, so yada. The loyal so fans, the loyal fans are going to get it first. Apparently, which I mean, I've had a PlayStation for years now. I can't even remember how many years, but I didn't always have PlayStation network. Like I was on and off because sometimes mm -hmm. I, my friends would have PlayStation. Sometimes I would have Xbox. So it wouldn't make much sense for me to, have that online feature if I wasn't going to be playing with anybody, you know? Yeah. And I really hope word doesn't get out that I went from the PlayStation two to the Xbox 360 mm. Um, mm. because they're, they're not going to let me in. No, if they catch wind of that there, you better, I'm, I'm going to have to edit this part out so that they don't catch wind. Yeah. Um, to our listeners, please keep that under wraps. Like, come on top secret. You guys are privy to this information because you're loyal listeners, but we can't have you spreading that. We trust you guys with, with our, all of our hearts, really. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. you, Ireland and Germany. Yeah. What was what was the the German town? Thuringia. Thuringia. Love you guys. We Trust you it. so much. We love it. 
Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War drops November 13th, which is pretty exciting. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like the new game just came out not too long ago, but I also feel like yeah. I've like time is not relevant right now because of uh, the pandemic and everything. Time just doesn't feel real. So it could have came yeah. out semi-recently. It could have not. Who knows? Well, you mean Warzone? Yeah. Or, I mean, Warzone did come out fairly recently, but it's not like it's not your typical... Um, you know, full COD game though. Well, like, sure, but this one, the full this COD one looks game like came out to be, with right? Warzone, right? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. I mean, Black Ops Cold War sounds like a super uh, interesting concept. I think that'll be pretty dope. It does. It. Um, we have we have a little bit of information on it. We know it's a direct sequel to Black Ops. We know the campaign is set in East Berlin, Vietnam, Turkey, and Soviet in a, a Soviet KGB HQ. Uh, you can fight zombies in a co-op multiplayer. And this was what I was pr- probably most excited about. For the first time in a Call of Duty game, you get to create your own character, which I always love doing that in games. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I'm surprised that COD hasn't like done this before. I am too. But, I mean, they are pretty, like, besides, like, the online uh, multiplayer, like, aspect, they're big for that. But they're also very, like, their campaign is pretty story-based. So I feel like they just wanted right. total control over whatever story they were telling. But this is cool. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, I mean, the main characters that you're playing as in the campaigns, obviously, you know, mostly are fictional. So, like, it seems like a situation where they could have just let you create somebody and then they build the story around that. Sure, sure. But I think we get it, it I think, well, Yeah, you love to... You love to have that customization, so that's always a good feature. It is. It is. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Did you see? Um, did you happen to see the trailer for this? Yeah, I watched it earlier. A lot of like, like Soviet like propaganda. Yeah. Um, kind of vibes. I know there's like, it ties into a popular conspiracy theory that that came about during the Cold War. Um, that guy that they were interviewing on like the teaser trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Had you seen the teaser, or did you just watch the regular one? I think I just watched the, the regular and stuff. Okay, I gotcha. So they had a teaser before they put out like the actual trailer, mm-hmm. and it was this, it was this guy, this um, guy talking about this um, like Soviet infiltrator in our government, which is the premise of the game. Oh uh, yes, I did um, see this. Keep going. But it comes, yeah, but it comes from a real like conspiracy theory, like this Perseus guy who supposedly had like infiltrated our government mm-hmm. and tried to like casually destabilize us from the inside. Wow. So uh, I don't really know a whole lot about that, but I think it'll be cool to see. Uh, to like learn more about that in the game and see how it ties in with like what actually happened. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I, I I remember it when you said Perseus because I was I meant to look it up to see if it mm-hmm. was real or not, which you've just yep. verified that it was. Um, yeah. Because I wanted to get some more information because I thought that was very fascinating. Like s- they send somebody over to infiltrate the government from within and like, yep. like that's kind of what you do they do in uh, developing nations and and whatnot to to gain right. control and whatnot so to see it happen like in america would be uh pretty interesting Heck yeah yeah and and there's actually some backlash from that trailer or that teaser that came out before the actual trailer there's some backlash because apparently this conspiracy theory still exists like mm-hmm. within america like people think that like there maybe is somebody within our government that you know is like a plant or like some sort of infiltrator um and i guess the the vibe is that the teaser like is encouraging like these conspiracy theorists that still believe this so like some people are kind of salty about it it's kind of weird it is possible yeah oh definitely and maybe those people who are salty are salty because they are the infiltrators and they're about to get found out wow i mean if it's that easy to out them then they're probably not that great at what they're doing (laughs) yeah probably not but (laughs) 
No, it's definitely an interesting concept. And I've I've bought the last like I was out on Call of Duty for a while and I bought this last game, the Modern Warfare Warzone uh, mm-hmm. game. Um, before that, the last one I think I had was it was a Black Ops game, but it was like futuristic. You had like bio, Black Ops three, probably. Yeah. You had like the biometrics and the like fucking yeah. you the were like basically a cyborg. It was kind of yeah. less Call of Duty, more um, some kind of like Mass Effect or Halo type game. Yeah, or like Titanfall yeah. like with the exosuits and like jumping around and running on walls and stuff, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game because Black Ops 2 is, is maybe the COD game that I've played the most. Like me and my roommates in college were playing Black Ops 2 like all through college. Mm. Um, and I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. Now we, you know, we don't have Nazi zombies anymore. They're Soviet zombies now. True. Yeah. I do. Never mind. Um, I, I thought I had a joke. What was that? I thought I had a joke, but then it didn't develop in time. So I just, <laughs> I tried to skip past it, but then you brought it up again. So here we are. You should, you should throw it in at a random point later on in the pod. It's not going to make any sense, but it'll be a nice callback. <laughs> the joke that didn't happen? Yeah. <laughs> that I didn't have developed? <laughs> just develop it as we, as we continue here and just like throw it in once you actually get there. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Um... Moving on to the wonderful world of television, there's a live-action Powerpuff Girls uh, TV show in the works. So I've got a question. Uh, go ahead. Why? <laughs> yes, why? I mean, we ask this question about a lot of things, but <laughs> this especially. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> like, who's coming up with these ideas? And it's a CW show? Like, yeah. Um, what are they going for? This little quote we have here. It just sums up all of my, like, whyness. Uh, the girls are back as jaded 20-somethings, bitter about losing their childhood to crime fighting. Diablo Cody, who we know from Juno, and Heather Rayner will write and executive produce the CW series. All right, so, yeah, whenever they do this, they always, like, all right, these people are back, but now they're bitter and they're jaded because of mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how many times do we have to see the same thing just wrapped up differently? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're going for with that. Um, I think I will probably watch the pilot when it comes out just to be like, what the hell's going on here? Sure. Same. Um, really, really interesting. Um, will they do Mojo Jojo in the show? how how could you like is this supposed to be like grounded or like i don't understand what if it's what if it's another one of our dark gritty reboots that's what it sounds like they're trying to do (laughs) of course it's got to be dark and gritty oh man 2020 is just coming up crazy like with everything (laughs) i don't i don't know when this is supposed to be out or anything and i know it's a cw show and i don't really know any of the the hot young teen actors you know what i mean um yeah me neither really and so I had fan cast on here, but like I was thinking about that and I was like, yeah, I don't really know who would be like, I don't know CW actors. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, I don't know. What if they, what if they do, let's just like go crazy with it and do like Scarlett Johansson as Blossom. Of course. Um, um, let's see. Margot let's Robbie as Bubbles. Yeah. Margot Robbie as Bubbles and uh, Megan Fox as Buttercup. Megan Fox, back from the dead. Holy cow. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then Mojo Jojo is just this like CGI monkey. But we got to get Andy Circus to voice him. Yes, yes. And do the mocap. Yes, of course, of course. If, yes, if he's course, in, he's got to do the mocap. Yeah. 
obviously. <laughs> Duh. Um, okay, I'm starting to get kind of excited about this show now. Yeah, if it, if, it, if it turns out the way we just pitched it, I would I would definitely watch the whole season. They need to hire us to run this shit because I don't know what they're doing at the CW, but like we could be killing it over there. We could. You want dark and gritty? We'll give you dark and gritty. You have your dark gritty Riverdale. You got your dark gritty Powerpuff Girls. What else can we make dark and gritty? What's something? Codename Kids Next Door. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that show? Let's do. Let's do an. Ed, oh yeah, of course. Um, let's do a, a dark gritty reboot of Ed Ed Nettie. Oh yeah, yeah. They grow up. One of them has like a drug addiction. Yeah, that would probably be Ed. Yes, I would say so. I would say so. Um. Double D, he lost his scholarship because he was, like, taking other kids' tests or some shit. Now he's mm-hmm. off the wagon. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, Plank is still around. Just nothing's changed. No, just chilling. He's still got that yep. smile on his face. Yep. Nothing yep. can break his spirits. <laughs> no, no. Some people change, but not that guy. Never. He's always stayed true to himself. And that's what we love to see. Yep, yep. Another show that's uh, been announced and coming coming at some point is a Resident Evil Netflix show, which would be eight hour-long episodes set across two timelines. So Netflix is really into this two-timeline thing. We had that with, like, The Witcher, and we got that yep. here. Um, mm-hmm. And Andrew Dabb, who did Supernatural, is going to be the showrunner. So, I mean... Cool. I've never played any of the Resident Evil games except for, like... The first mission of one on the PS3, maybe? PS2? You were, t- you were too scared after that, so you just didn't continue? No, I just wasn't enjoying it, so I stopped. Yeah, I, I was never a big Resident Evil guy. Um, I guess I, I never was like super interested to play like a horror video game. Same, same, same. Um, I do think that... I mean, I like the idea of like a horror Netflix show, though. I think sure. it could be a pretty solid show. I'm have you excited seen, to watch it. Have you seen any of the movies? Um, maybe not. I haven't seen actually. any of the movies either. I think I've never really heard like good enough things to make me interested in watching them. Mm-hmm. Maybe was the case. I know this kid in elementary school. He used to read the books, so that's that's about all. Oh, there are there are books. There are books. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Is it originally a book series? I don't know, but I can look it up and let you know. Um, but mm, yeah, I don't he, know that it's that important of a question to answer. It's fine because I can type and tell a story at the same time. But um, you're good like that. I some say I'm the best. Um, wow. Who, who says that? Um, my girlfriend, my mom. I could see that. My grandma used to say that. I gotcha. Um, but no, yeah, he used to read like, and those books, they were pretty thick and we were in like fifth grade and he used to read one like every night. I don't know if he was actually comprehending or if he was just saying he was reading them. (laughs) Um, but what if he was just lying? He wasn't reading them at all. He was just flexing for no reason. Then I'm sorely disappointed. I don't remember his name, so I can't give him a shout out because he was only there for fifth grade year and then he was gone. But he lives in Thuringia now. And he's our he is our Thuringia listener. Mm-hmm. Thanks, bro. We figured it out. Thank you, man. Hey, hey. Fifth grade was great, man. You really made that year for Caleb. I don't know about that. So it looks like the game came out first and then they made books. Okay. Okay. Um, but still. They Glad we got that settled. Yeah. And then, of course, there were movies. And there's also animated films as well. I've seen none of these. We're not a big Resident hmm. Evil podcast, apparently. Guess not. No. It's okay. Maybe, maybe this show will turn it around for us. 
I think I'll definitely watch the show. Sure. Netflix doesn't put out too much trash, so. Yeah. I feel like the things that they put out are either, like, pretty solid or trash. But it's more it's mostly on, like, the solid side, I think. Sure. Did you see Bright? I did. I did see Bright. Where does that fall on your scale? Um, I know Bright's super popular, but I don't really understand why. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a big Bright fan. I thought that the, the script, like just the lines that they were saying were so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the story, like the story wasn't interesting to me. I didn't think it was a good story either. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, I think the movie like played around with some interesting like themes. Sure. Um, and the whole idea of like that world and like how things are set up, it's cool, but I don't think they like, I don't think they really like dug into it as much as I would have liked them to see. Like I wanted to see more than just this like very uh, contained like event with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like it seems like there's a lot of cool history that they like built up and things like that, that we didn't really get to like really see any, any aspects of. I agree. It was very heavy handed with its themes as well. I like a little bit of subtlety. Yep. There was yep. no subtlety. Did you like it? Um, define like did you enjoy the movie when you watched it all the way through and did you ever rewatch it okay i'll start from the back and work my way forward i never rewatched it okay i was okay with it besides what i said about it being heavy-handed um it was entertaining in the moment but it's not worth going back and i wouldn't um what's the word i'm looking for i wouldn't give it tell somebody else to watch it what's recommend i wouldn't recommend recommend it it to anybody else yeah yeah i would not recommend bright to anybody else uh if you if you could engage that from what i was just saying um (laughs) (laughs) i i mean i like will smith i do like that's the reason i watched it is because i like will smith right that's the reason i watched it too um yeah i don't know i just i just didn't it didn't live up to the hype for me like whatsoever no no. and it looks it looked like they were um trying to like build like a trilogy or some kind of universe that they were going to keep making these movies, but I don't think I don't think the appeal was there. I mean, I know it was a popular movie, though. But so. I think that's just because Will Smith was there. Like people saw Will Smith and they're like, okay, right. Yeah, I would have I would have been um, I would have been kind of salty if I paid money to see that in a theater, and I think I would have done it too. <laughs> yeah, same, 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 same. <laughs> Wow, we we just took like a little a little bright tangent there, didn't we? Man, man, f bright. What is that like a four or five year old movie? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if it's that old. It's but. it's definitely like three or four. I'm gonna say 2017. Okay, I'm gonna say 2017 too. How are you gonna pick the same year? That I'm gonna I say 20. Was? I'm gonna say I'm gonna switch up the whole thing and say 2018. Okay, it doesn't well, feel that old to me. Well, I was right. It came out December. 22nd 2017 so you were almost i there tried to say 2017 i only did i only went off of that because you told me to i know i wanted fine. to introduce a little tit for tat there we're both right we're both right we both said 2017 <clears throat> for the record for the record let the record show we both said 2017 um and we are now the world's international bright podcast we are we are um but we we don't we're not that big of, of fans of bright coincidentally imagine that what how ironic (laughs) wow we're just so ironic we're so random we should get alanis morissette as a guest on the podcast because we are so ironic yeah yeah i'd be down for that you think she'd be open i I, she'd probably 
she probably have to check her schedule, but I think there's room for us. We only record for like an hour and a two hours tops. I feel like she doesn't have that much going on right now. Well, probably not because we're all quarantined, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Hop up on Skype with us. I'll reach out. Alanis, I'm going to reach out, but I hope you hear this and you just reach out to me instead. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she will. Probably. We've got the poll. <laughs> Moving on to movies. Did you watch the Enola Holmes trailer? I did. I did. What'd it you looks think? like a fun. Looks like a fun little movie. Sure. I mean, I like I like the actors that are in it. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, you know Henry Cavill, uh, Sam Claflin. He's in it too, right? Sure. Uh, is he playing Watson? I didn't recognize who was playing Watson. Uh, Mycroft. Uh, that's why I meant. Not, Sorry, not, not, not yeah, Watson. Yeah. Mycroft. You're right. You're right. You're so right. it's it's her brothers. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll watch anything that has Henry Cavill in it. I'm a pretty big fan of that. Guy. I was gonna say you're a big, you're a big Henry Cavill guy, aren't you? I am. I am. Are you not? Um, I'm not not a fan, but I'm not as big a fan as you. I mean, I'm not like obsessed with the dude. I just like him. Okay. I mean, and you're right. It is Sam Claflin. Um, I mean, I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. Ah, Finnick O'Dare from The Hunger Games. That's who he is. Yep. 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 Finnick, great character. Gone too soon. Gone too soon. Never he, forgotten. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Sam? Yeah. Okay. I don't really remember that one. He was a missionary kept prisoner aboard Blackboard's ship. He was Philip Swift. That was the one where they had um, the new Will and Emily mm-hmm. Swan. That's right. That's right. Um, obviously, that didn't that didn't work out because in the next movie, neither of those actors are in it. So. Yep. Which they're um, rebooting that movie series as well. Are they? Yeah, with Margot mm-hmm. Robbie. Oh, I, I think I did hear something about that actually. Yeah, I'll maybe watch anything she's in too. I'll watch. I'll watch pretty much anything she's in. She's she's a good actress. She's always entertaining. What if they make her just like a female version of Jack Sparrow? It's essentially just like Harley Quinn as a pirate. Then I'll probably just watch the first one and be out. I don't want um, I don't want her to career to go the way of Johnny Depp where she just plays variations on a theme of the same character like he did once once he was Jack Sparrow everything else after that was just Jack Sparrow dialed up or down a notch you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yep I do know what you mean Um and but I this, want better this for move her. Yeah I want the best I want the best for her really just nothing less You just had to top me Yeah Mhm okay mm-hmm. that's payback for the 2017 2018 thing yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it. We'll call it square. Um, but this this Anola Holmes trailer or this movie, it's Netflix, right? Yes, sir. September twenty third is when it comes out. I feel like Netflix is just. I know that they've. I actually heard that they've been losing a lot of money. Netflix, but it seems like they're kind of killing it with what they're putting out. Who do, do you know? Do you have speculation as to why they're losing money? Maybe because everybody else is making a streaming service, or maybe because I'm they're sure, losing. I'm sure that that. Losing the shows that they had, like they're gonna lose The Office. What did they lose before they lost Friends? I don't. I don't think that I'll continue to be a Netflix customer when The Office is gone. Yeah, I'm technically not a Netflix customer now. My parents, I use their Netflix. Okay. So once if they decide to pull the plug, then I guess I will not be a Netflix customer. Gotcha. Gotcha. The only. The only thing that would keep me there is like movies like this, or if they have interesting um, series that I uh, like. Uh, Umbrella Academy, I would want to. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just turn it off and on, like on for a month, off 
when I when before uh, something I want premieres. That's probably the move. Yeah. Yeah, and they. I mean, I think I think it has to do with other streaming services coming, you know, to be mm -hmm. um, them losing their content. Like, obviously, they lost all the Disney stuff. Like sure. that was pretty big. Yeah. Um, I think it also has to do with the fact that they doubled their price. Yeah. <laughs> Even sure though they're losing. Didn't. Yeah, I, I think I don't think that that really helped too much. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I wasn't a fan of that when it happened, but here I am still a Netflix customer. But I feel like it's just going to take like one little thing, and it's probably going to be the office is going to be the straw that breaks this camel's back. You are the camel in this metaphor. Uh, yeah, Netflix is breaking my back. I've had this discussion with other friends and, and, and whatnot about everybody making their own streaming service, which I just find vastly unnecessary. Um, well, what's funny is that it's going to get to like the streaming services are a thing in the first place because people don't want cable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but now it's going to be a thing where every single company, every channel, every everything has their own streaming service. And you're going to, it's going to get to a point where you're probably going to have some way to pay for a package yep. of like streaming service channels. Yep. And then it's like, you're paying for cable again. That was it's like, six, that was exactly like 60, where I was going with that. Yeah. Like 60, 70, a hundred dollar packages of just these, all these streaming services. And then you have cable again. And we kind of already have the beginnings of that. I know Disney owns most of these, but with the Disney Hulu, Hulu. Um, ESPN, ESPN package. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, <clears throat> it's just, I mean, they're going to find the way to make their money. So there's just moving from cable to streaming because that's what everybody wants. But so cutting the right. cord doesn't really mean anything anymore. No, we're, yeah, we're going to be replugging. We're going to be plugging that cord back in, I think. But speaking of that, the Pe Peacock, NBC's streaming service, I do like that they have a free option. With what? With commercials or something? Yeah, for now. For now, they have a free option because Hulu started off with a free option, you remember, with commercials, and then you had to pay yep. for it either way. But right now, they have a free option. So, if I mean, if more uh, streaming services did something like that, maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but I foresee them charging for everything in a couple years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, that's that's easy money. Yeah. Especially when you start with the free option like Hulu. Like, I started paying for Hulu just randomly when they started charging me like it wasn't really a decision <laughs> it wasn't really a decision like i had been using hulu um and then they just kind of started charging me for it and i was just like all right i guess this is my life now nice well they 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 pulled one over on your ass didn't they they sure did they sure did this this camel's back is sore <laughs> i'm gonna have to get you a chiropractor um back to enola Holmes, though um we don't know much about the story do we i mean we saw the trailer we see her mom we see They're searching her... for helena bottom carter yes aka mom aka mom eudoria it's... holmes okay cool and it's it's a, it seems like it's something where she's there's some sort of contest between her and sherlock where they want to like beat each other out in finding her or something it's kind of like the the gist that i got from it mm, that's a good gist i didn't really get much of a gist so i'll take your gist for it Okay. I, I my gist that I got was just like you know, um, she's like this improper girl in this proper world, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like kind of girl power, female empowerment type stuff. Like yep. she can she can match wits with the best of them. I mean, he's Sherlock Holmes, and Mycroft's not an idiot either, and she's like deducing just as good as they are. Right. Um, which I mean, it's fine. I'll still watch it. I just want yeah, to know I don't... more of what's going on. 
yeah, I don't really have like much to say about the movie. It just like kind of looks like a fun movie. Yeah. Like watch it once, probably won't watch it ever again. Yep. Yep. Which I don't really know that there are many Netflix movies that I have rewatched. I asked you that earlier as if it was like a qualifier to to you liking something, but like there are plenty of Netflix movies I've watched that I liked that I, I never rewatched. Yeah, now that you've brought that up, I don't think I've watched rewatched a single Netflix movie. No, I don't think so either. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. That must, that must, what does that say? I don't really know. I think it's more, I think it's more a product of the fact that there's always new stuff coming out on Netflix Mm -hmm. and like, like I'll rewatch shows. Like I've watched Breaking Bad like three times. Mm -hmm. I've watched, I've obviously been through the office. Like I can't, I can't put a number on how many times I've been through the office, obviously. Same. Like, like Parks and Rec, New Girl, like. Those ones are easy to just like go through and mm-hmm. like rewatch over and over and over again. But like, I guess movies are a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe like the non Netflix movies, like just regular movies that are on Netflix, some of them I'll rewatch. Like, I'll probably watched The Dark Knight a couple times when it was up there. Sure. I feel like with a movie, okay, so with, with a movie, it's, it's usually like nowadays probably like two, two and a half hours long. So you get the whole story in that two, two and a half hours. Whereas with a show, there's episodes and episodes, so you have to go on this whole journey and you see all these past. And I think it's more nuanced and more detailed, and that's why we find rewatching shows um, better than rewatching movies. If if I had to hazard a guess, that's my best guess. I don't know. I think that has something to do with it for sure. Yeah, I mean, especially a show like Breaking Bad, it's like you watch that more than once. Any any like consecutive watch you have of that show, you're gonna pick up new things. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably it. Moving on, Probably. moving on, moving on. Haunted Mansion movie in the works at Disney. Katie Dippold, known for writing The Heat and 2016's Ghostbusters, will pin the script. Now, I never saw The Heat, but I did see Ghostbusters, did. and it was terrible. Oof. So so I saw The Heat. Um, pretty fun. That's the one with um, Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy, I think. Yes. I think. And it's definitely um, Melissa McCarthy. Right, so this this Katie Dippold is a big Melissa McCarthy fan, apparently. Mm, yeah, it, oh yeah, because um, she was also in Ghostbusters. Yeah, so I did not see Ghostbusters. Let's hear about it. I didn't see it because I knew it sucked. So why'd you watch it? Um, why'd you spend part I, of your life watching it? I will tell you why I watched it. I watched it because when I merged my Movies Anywhere and my Voodoo and all of my like uh, video-on-demand kind of services, they gave me free movies and ghostbusters happened to be one of those free movies and so i was bored one day that checks and out since i didn't have to pay anything for it i was like all right i'll i'll watch it and so i i regretted that but <laughs> um yeah that free free seems appropriate for that movie yeah i mean um and okay so katie dippold wrote the heat and ghostbusters and paul feig directed both of those movies as well so i wonder if they'll get him to direct this movie i wonder i guess we'll just have to uh to wait and see how it plays out yeah i so yeah i don't i don't i don't know that i i have super high hopes from this writer after ghostbusters yeah me neither do you did you see the eddie murphy haunted mansion we way kids. back in the day at some point yeah when we were kids yeah and i mean it's hard to judge i mean because like as a kid most movies are like awesome because you're seeing you get to see a movie you know what i mean 
Right. I was a Transformers fan as a kid. I liked those Michael Bay movies. We've talked about this before. <laughs> the Transformers movies aren't that bad. Past the first one, they're pretty bad. The first three are definitely the best of the bunch, though. Sure. Not sure. counting Bumblebee. Bumblebee is a good movie. Not counting Bumblebee. Because it's not Michael Bay. <laughs> but yes, they got pretty ridiculous when, when um, Marky Mark came in and, and all that shit. I, I remember one of them. Um, I forget which which one it what, like what it was called or whatever. I think it was like the one with the dinosaurs. Mm. Um, Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Um, like what a what a generic title too. Like Transformers: Age of Extinction. Um, I. It's like there's the most blatant example of product placement or examples all throughout that movie. It's crazy. It's like the movie feels like a commercial. Um, one example that made me laugh when I, I, and I think I saw that movie in theaters, actually one example that made me laugh like out loud the first time I saw it, Mm -hmm. they're in the middle of this huge battle. I think they're in China at the end of the movie and, um, they're in the middle of this gigantic battle, right? And you got Marky Mark on the street, like doing something, um, as he does. And, uh, at one point a Bud Light truck, like a Bud Light, like, like distribution truck, Uh uh-huh. Uh, got like exploded or like it crashed it tipped over and of course as the truck rolls by like the whole screen is taken up by the words bud light for a second of course and it's not even the worst part so the truck tips over a bunch of cans fall out the they're the cans that are like the metal the aluminum ones but they have the twist top i like those cans yeah yeah they're cool um that's neither here nor there but (laughs) so one of them rolls and like hits marky mark's foot he picks it up he cracks it open on uh, some dude's car, like door, and he chugs it. <laughs> <laughs> and he says some line to like the guy driving the car, like he cracks it on the dude's car, and the guy's like, "Hey!" And I forget what he says. He says some like cheesy, like fake badass line, and then he chugs it. Like it's, it's like, come on, man. Fantastic! You love to see that <laughs> shit, don't you? Oh my god, you just love to see it. It's so blatant. It's it's just funny. No, it's horrible. But yeah, I don't really have much faith in this writer. Hopefully she proves us wrong. I don't really know why they're rebooting this movie even. Yeah, I don't I don't know either. Um, but it's Disney, so what the hell do you expect them to do? True. But it does bring up something that was brought up to me recently on a YouTube video that I watched. I'm a, I'm a big Disney World Disney fan like not just like shows and movies and stuff but like the actual parks and everything I'm a, I'm a big fan of those and I was watching this YouTube video about rides at Disney and they were talking about how all the new rides and rides being made now are just existing properties like the Guardians of the Galaxy they turned Tower of Terror into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride mm-hmm. and so they're just like whatever their properties they already own, they'll make a ride for that as opposed to creating um, original rides like they used to. Like the Haunted Mansion wasn't a movie when it was a ride. Pirates of the Caribbean wasn't a movie. They made the movie off of the ride, but, you know, it wasn't a movie to begin with. Right. And and so that just brought up to me like, yeah, that would be cool if there was more just like original rides as opposed to rides themed off of movies that I've seen because I don't really need to see the plot of the movie as I'm going through the ride, you know, it'd be cool to see something original, but I just thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And that, that kind of plays back into, you know, kind of my point when I was like, what the hell do you expect Disney to do? Mm-hmm. Like it's just easy money to take, let's say, you know, versus making just some random new ride in this whole new concept. Mm-hmm. It's easy money to just take the guardians of the galaxy and turn them into a ride. Sure. 
Yeah. Disney's all about easy money. You hate to see it. You hate to see you it. You love to see the Bud Light. Shocked. You hate to see this. You love to see those Bud Light product placements, but Disney's not the one doing them. So, uh, and to uh, end our movie talk on a uh, sour note, New Mutants. <laughs> to end our movie section on a stinker, it uh, had made eight million dollars in its opening weekend. And for comparison, Tenet opened to $40 million overseas. Um, on the tomato meter, they're sitting at a solid 31%, and the audience score is a 53%. Um, solid. So this movie pretty much uh, sucks. And yep. to prove how much it sucked, I wanted to read a few of my favorite critic reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um. It's the kind of movie many fans will surely want to like, and while it lives up to that modest promise, it certainly doesn't go above and beyond. So that's that's a, a pretty meaty medium. It's a pretty it's a pretty tame review there for right. what what is shaping up to be a pretty shitty movie. Right. Reshot, recut, and somehow rescued from total obscurity, Boone's movie isn't half bad. Alas, it's not half good either. So I don't know what that <laughs> other half is, but it's not good. Okay. Interesting. Um, it's oh, this was my favorite. This will be the last one I read. It is difficult to pinpoint exactly where Boone goes wrong because there are just so many options to choose from. <laughs> nice. Um, no, no shock that this movie just sucks. No, I was not surprised no. at all. They went through reshoots. No. They got delayed and delayed and delayed, and then mm -hmm. uh, Fox got bought out by Disney, which pushed it even more. And then the more. Re it's just it was a whole clusterfuck. Yeah, and yeah, and it was it was getting pushed back and delayed and reshot like before coronavirus was even a thing. Yes, so like the writing was already on the wall with this movie, and then Corona happened, and it just like got worse. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it makes a lot of sense that this movie sucks ass because it's the last uh, like like Marvel movie that Fox is making. Mm -hmm. um, you know, since it got bought by Disney, it's all going to be part of the MCU now and everything like that. So this one was either going to be and, and, and there was a very small possibility, I think, that this was going to be like their last hurrah. They actually put everything into it and yeah. it actually turns out decent. But there was a much, much larger possibility of it just being shit. And, and here we go. It is. Yeah. Yep. 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 Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I would like, like you've said pretty much all of it. I wasn't surprised after I saw that it kept getting pushed. I was like, all right, when this movie finally does come out, if it ever comes out, it's going to be total <laughs> shit. Um, yep. Do we know yep. what was the original um, release date? Uh, dude, it might have been like 2019. It definitely was. Yeah. Not um, 2020 for sure. Yeah. I don't know for sure what it was, but um, I know that the, that this movie has been pushed back. Okay, buddy. Like look, months and months and months. The original release date was April 13th, 2018. Chill. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> then it got delayed to February 22nd, 2019 to avoid Deadpool 2, and then to August 2nd, 2019 to avoid Dark Phoenix. And, you know, you know, it just keeps going and going. Um, oh, my God. But, yeah, 2018 movie. was the original release date. So That's crazy. That is crazy. This movie got postponed over two years. And, and they expected it to be good? For, for what? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't wow. really know. Okay, so there was an initial cut, and then they needed three days of additional photography to 
complete the young adult movie um, that Boone, Lee, and Fox had agreed to make. So I guess at first it was too adult, too scary, too violent or something. And so they had to make it a little bit more young adult friendly. Hmm. Okay. Which, I mean, I thought the whole vibe they were going for in the beginning was that kind of horror vibe right. anyway. Right. And that's how they've been marketing it too. Right. Yeah. So I mean I mean at the end of the day, who cares about any of this with this movie? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like it's going to be it it's not going to be. It is a one off because Fox got bought by Disney. Um mm-hmm. they're not going to make these anymore. I also saw um a headline. I didn't feel like reading the whole article cuz like you said, who gives a shit about this movie? But one of the actors in it, he I think it was Henry Zaga. He was talking about like, okay, this is what I'd like to see if my character got into the MCU, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, buddy, buddy, <laughs> slow down. It's not going to happen. Poor guy. I guess a kid can dream. Uh, he, he can dream, but that's it's a stupid it's dream. Um, but yeah, so New Mutants sucks like we all thought it would. So no surprise there. No, no, no surprise. No. All right, moving on and to... Now- yeah, and now I am just just preparing myself for a very a very heart wrenching segment. Yes, this I didn't I didn't know where we should put this. Like, if we should do it at the beginning so that we didn't end on a downer or not. But I feel like there was enough positivity in his life that we could we could we right. could lift it up. Of course, um, of course. But of course, we're talking about Chadwick Boseman, who uh, tragically passed away on Friday after a four year long battle with colon cancer. A secret battle with colon cancer. Yeah, yeah. Four years secretly making movies while making he... Making bangers. Yeah. Listen, I, I wrote down the movies made while he was battling colon cancer. We have Marshall, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, 21 Bridges, The Five Bloods, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which isn't out yet. It's based off an August Wilson play, so that's going to be his last movie to be released. Awesome. And he made... He made all these while secretly battling cancer. The dude is just incredible. He was. Like, how is that even possible? No idea. He was visiting, like St. Jude's terminally ill kids. Right. Like while, while he was battling his own like struggle and like not showing them anything, like uplifting them, being so positive and and talking to them and giving them gifts and and all this. It's just, he's just like a true gym. Like you, you know, people talk about like you know this guy's a real life superhero and things like that. And that's like, that's 100% what we're dealing with here with Chadwick Boseman. If anybody was a superhero in real life, it was that guy for sure. And yeah, like you said, he played, he played black Panther who was a superhero. He was a real life superhero. He played like a bunch of historical black heroes. He was very influential movies that he was making. Say again, very influential movies that he was making, like very important movies. Right. He was Jackie Robinson in 42, which that was the first movie I saw Chadwick Boseman in, which was like his debut film or whatever. But I I remember seeing that in theaters because one of my acting teachers has a small role in it. So I went to see it. Cool. Um, James Brown in Get On Up. And then, of course, Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall in Marshall, which I had a friend who um, was his stand in for that movie. And so like he got to spend time with him and like talk to him and stuff. and, And he was talking about how like awesome he is he is and stuff and i remember whoa boston's barking i remember our co-host hold on a second i'll just cut this stuff out 
Okay. Um, yeah, so I have a friend who was Chadwick Boseman's stand-in in Marshall, and so, you know, they get to spend a little bit of time together, and he would talk about, like, how, like, dedicated he was to the work and how he was always, like, if he wasn't, like, focused in on that character, it was, like, he was arranging stuff so he could focus in on his next character, but, like, when he was on set or whatever, he was given 100% percent to whatever character he was playing and he was having all these conversations about like like he knew the value of like especially if he was playing um these historical figures who were so influential he knew like the power and the the responsibility that he had and he was always doing his best and i like that from my actors because you know some actors are just there to collect a paycheck but he was like there to actually do the work and and tell these stories and and absolutely bring, bring light and um uh so people could see these stories like not many people might know uh the background of what's happening to these characters and, and all that so right it's really awesome. yeah yeah he was he was the farthest furthest thing from like that just collecting a paycheck type of actor right like he was he was he was going out of his way to find roles that he could do to to like teach people things to give people um you know characters on the big screen that they've never had before like with black panther and things like that mm -hmm. um like obviously that's that's the first like real black superhero and so you know that movie did so well and was so um you know so popular and so important for a reason and uh yeah he just you could tell he was like you said he was that type of guy that just put everything he had into everything he did um by all accounts like every quote i've heard from that guy's mouth is like inspirational yeah. like he seemed he seemed like a really intelligent guy who had like who had all of these i don't know he had like aspirations to just like I guess touch people's lives and things like that and like make his mark not necessarily in a selfish way but like do thing do important things that other people could you know pull value from right um just incredible dude right and i didn't know this but while i was like looking into his life and doing research for this segment i saw that he originally didn't want to be an actor so he got his bfa in directing from howard university in 2000 and then okay. he started acting so he could relate better to the actors he thought he'd be directing. So this quote, he said, I really only started acting because I wanted to know what the actors were doing, how to communicate with actors. And then I realized I'm supposed to do all of it. And he said that in a radio interview with New York's Power 105. But it, it's crazy how like he originally thought he was just going to be behind the camera because he's also a writer. He, he wrote a couple of plays, um, mm -hmm. but then he ended up switching and, and being like one of the most prolific black actors like ever ever yeah that's that's crazy i mean it's and it you can just like by hearing this guy talk and seeing the things that he did and like what he wanted to accomplish and what he set out to do like you can just see that he he's like a, he's got a super solid head on his shoulders mm -hmm. like like he wanted to go the extra mile and start acting just so he could be a better director so he could understand it better right like, like 100% going above and beyond and just like giving it his all. Like, right. And you see that, you see that in, yeah, you, like you said, you see it in his acting and cause he was going to put it forward in his directing and it just like, whatever he was going to do, he was going to do it hundred percent. He was going to do it right. He wasn't yep. going to like half-ass it or anything, which I dude. find that really cool to find out. Like he was actually like a solid dude and not like yep. kind of an asshole, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did, I did also, I was doing a little bit of research too. And, um, I found out that he actually got married a few months ago, also in secret. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Some singer that I haven't really heard of before, um, who he apparently had been engaged uh, to since like October or something, and mm. supposedly they got married a few months ago in secret. Wow. Um, and 
uh, like by all accounts from like Ryan Coogler and everybody else who who worked with him, especially on the Marvel movies, like they knew that he was a very secretive guy, mm-hmm. like not somebody who's super open about like personal things and stuff like that. But like to this degree, nobody had any idea, obviously. Right. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen so like he was very private. Like you're saying, I've seen stuff. Uh, right. uh, I guess out. not necessarily secretive, but private. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that goes like with that video that he posted <clears throat> in April where he was looking very skinny, you know, mm-hmm. and it was for Jackie Robinson um, day. And like, people were like, Oh, like people would be like, some people were like talking shit. Some people were like, Oh, I hope he's okay. Some people were like, Oh, he probably just lost the weight for a role. I mean, we now know why he had such a sudden weight loss. Right. Um, but like once people started like talking about his weight and all that, he deleted that post because, because he likes his privacy. He wanted to be private. He didn't want to make it like a known thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And just thinking about like, like the volume, uh, obviously the volume of the movies that he put out within the past four years, but also like the magnitude, like some of these movies were huge. Like he was involved, obviously on the Marvel side of things with just some huge ass movies. Right. He was getting himself into like really good shape and doing these physical roles. And, uh, and you just couldn't tell that anything else was going on. Right. Yeah. And crazy. Yeah. I, I, th- I guess we'll just end. I wanted to read, because uh, I read what Ryan Coogler wrote about him. Because everybody, you know, all the celebrities and people you know, they put, they put like, a, a caption in their, like, Instagram or something, which is all very sweet. But, like, Ryan Coogler posted, like, this really long, mm-hmm. deep thing. And I, I wanted to uh, read it. It shouldn't take us too long. But I thought it was, like, a really good insight into who he was and their relationship as well. Um, so, before you do, yeah, I just I, before you do, I just want to say, like, when me and... You know, me and my friends were talking about it last night, and um, I thought for sure that if anybody knew about the cancer, it would be Ryan Coogler. Right. And turns out he had no idea. Yeah. I'm I'm sure probably the only people that knew were like his wife and maybe right. like his mom. I don't know if she's still alive, but like his like immediate family. Immediate family. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So this is Ryan Coogler. Before sharing my thoughts on the passing of the great Chadwick Boseman, I first offer my condolences to his family, who meant so very much to him, to his wife Simone especially. I inherited Marvel and the Russo brothers' casting choice of T'Challa. It is something that I will forever be grateful for. The first time I saw Chad's performance as T'Challa, it was in an unfinished cut of Captain America's Civil War. I was deciding whether or not directing Black Panther was the right choice for me. I'll never forget sitting in an editorial suite on the Disney lot and watching his scenes. His first with Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, then with the South African cinema titan John Canny as T'Challa's father, King T'Chaka. It was at that moment I knew I wanted to make this movie. After Scarlett's character leaves them, Chad and John begin conversing in a language I had never heard before. It sounded familiar, full of the same clicks and smacks that young black children would make in the States. The same clicks that we would often be chided for being disrespectful or improper, but it had a musicality to it that felt ancient, powerful, and African. In my meeting, after watching the film, I asked Nate Moore, on one of the producers of the film, about the language. Did you guys make it up? Nate replied, that's Kosa, John Candy's native language. He and Chad decided to do the scene like that on set, and we rolled with it. I thought to myself, he just learned lines in another language that day? I couldn't conceive how difficult that must have been, and even though I hadn't met Chad, I was already in awe of his capacity as an actor. I learned later that there was much conversation over how T'Challa would sound in the film. The decision to have Kosa be the official language of Wakanda was solidified by Chad, a native of South Carolina, because he was able to learn his lines in Kosa. 
there on the spot. He also advocated for his character to speak with an African accent so that he could present T'Challa to audiences as an African king whose dialect had not been conquered by the West. I finally met Chad in person in early 2016 once I signed on to the film. He snuck past journalists that were congregated for a press junket I was doing for Creed and met with me in the green room. We talked about our lives, my time playing football in college, and his time at Howard studying to be a director about our collective vision for T'Challa and Wakanda. We spoke about the irony of how his former Howard classmate, Tanihisi Coates, was writing T'Challa's current arc with Marvel Comics, and how Chad knew Howard student Prince Jones, whose murder by a police officer inspired Coates' memoir, Between the World and Me. I noticed then that Chad was an anomaly. He was calm, assured, constantly studying, but also kind, comforting, had the warmest laugh in the world, and eyes that seen much beyond his years, but could still sparkle like a child seeing something for the first time. That was the first of many conversations. He was a special person. We would often speak about heritage and what it means to be African. When, pre when preparing for the film, he would ponder every decision, every choice, not just for how it would reflect on himself, but how those choices could reverberate. They're not ready for this, what we're doing, this is Star Wars, this is Lord of the Rings, but for us, and bigger. He would say this to me while we were struggling to finish a dramatic scene, stretching into double overtime, or while he was covered in body paint doing his own stunts, or crashing into frigid water and the foam landing pads. I would nod and smile, but I didn't believe him. I had no idea if the film would work. I wasn't sure. I knew what I was doing, but I look back and realize that Chad knew something we all didn't. He was playing the long game, and while putting in the work and work he did, he would come to auditions for supporting roles, which is not common for lead actors in big-budget movies. He was there for several M'Baku auditions. In Winston Dukes, he's turned a chemistry read into a wrestling match. Winston broke his bracelet. In Letitia Wright's audition for Shuri, she pierced his royal poise with her signature humor and would bring about a smile to T'Challa's face that was 100% Chad. While filming the movie, we would meet at the office or my rental home in Atlanta to discuss lines and different ways to add depth to each scene. We talked costumes, military practices. He said to me, Wakandans have to dance during the coronations. If they just stand there with spears, what separates them from Romans? In early drafts of the script, Eric Killmonger's character would ask T'Challa to be buried in Wakanda. Chad challenged that and asked, what if Killmonger asked to be buried somewhere else? Chad deeply valued his privacy and I wasn't privy to the details of his illness. After his family released their statement, I realized that he was living with his illness the entire time I knew him. Because he was a caretaker, a leader, and a man of faith, dignity, and pride, he shielded his collaborators from his suffering. He lived a beautiful life, and he made great art. Day after day, year after year. That was who he was. He was an epic firework display. I will tell stories about being there for some of the brilliant sparks till the end of my days, what an incredible mark he's left for us. I haven't grieved a loss this acute before. I spent the last year preparing, imagining, and writing words for him to say that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him on the monitor again or walk up to him and ask for another take. <clears throat> it hurts more to know that we can't have another conversation or FaceTime or text message exchange. He would send vegetarian recipes and eating regimens for my family and me to follow during the pandemic. He would check in on me and my loved ones, even as he dealt with the scourge of cancer. In African cultures, we often refer to loved ones that have passed on as ancestors. Sometimes you are genetically related, sometimes you're not. 
I had the privilege of directing scenes of Chad's character T'Challa communicating with the ancestors of Wakanda. We were in Atlanta in an abandoned warehouse with blue screens and massive movie lights, but Chad's performance made it feel real. I think it was because from the time that I met him, the, ans the ancestors spoke through him. It's no secret to me now how he was able to skillfully portray some of our most notable ones. I had no doubt that he would live on and continue to bless us with more, but it is with a heavy heart and a sense of deep gratitude to have ever been in his presence that I have to reckon with the fact that Ch Chad is an ancestor now, and I know that he will watch over us until we meet again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, that's really cool insight from obviously a dude who spent a lot of time with this guy. I really like that whole like ancestor concept. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a really cool way to look at it. Um, and it, it just like feels super appropriate. Right. Yep. But yeah, no, um, that was like, if you wanted like him in a nutshell, I feel like if you read this, you can just see how like, sorry, how hard he worked and, and how he oh. didn't want to put his own uh, sufferings on other people. He just wanted to, to lift them up and not worry them with his problems, which is the yeah. mark of a, of a, of a really good person. If, if, if they, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. And it, it also makes it really clear, like how influential he was in like the mark that he made on others. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I guess it's, it's worth noting that that tweet that came from his Twitter account, um, you know, just kind of like letting us know about his death is now the biggest tweet of all time. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. I know it now though. Yeah. It's last time I looked, it was sitting at like, like 6 million likes or something like that. Wow. Um, so yeah. And it's, and I do, I do really like that. It wasn't like TMZ or anything that like broke the news. It was, it was like his family, his like estate, um, right. that, that like let everybody know. So it was like, they got to have their privacy and go about it, you know, actually letting people know um, on their own terms, which is, I feel like pretty rare these days. And it is, yeah. it would have, it would have sucked if it was more like, more like newsy, you know, like TMZ breaking it. Right. No. And, yeah. and I'm glad that they, like you said, that they got to do it because it gives them time to process and grieve and do it on their own terms. And you don't have to worry about like everybody intruding on, on what's like, pro like the saddest moment of your life. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Going to miss him. Going to miss him. I mean, that guy, that guy's going to, he, like, he left his mark on the world and he's going to be like, we're going to be talking about him forever. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, they say, they say like you die three times, right? It's like when you die, like physically, mm -hmm. when like the last person who knew you like in person dies and then like whenever people stop saying your name. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like that's not going to happen with him. Right. Yeah. No, he's going to live on forever. Not, not just because he was like Black Panther and in Marvel, like he like touched so many people and he was so influential with like uh these other uh black heroes and like there's like no way nobody doesn't know who he is or will not continue to talk about how great he was right right yeah. um yeah yeah i mean i don't really know know what else to say about it i just miss the dude man honestly that that news like when the news actually broke actually your text was the first like the first idea that I had about it. Like mm -hmm. you were the first one to, to tell me and I immediately, like you just said, the King is dead. Right. Yeah. And I didn't even like, I immediately knew what you were talking about, like immediately. And I just like, kind of, I was out at a bar and I just like put my head down. I was like, dude, before I even look this up, like I'm going to like prepare myself. Right. And then I just typed in Chadwick Boseman in Google and you know, obviously, um, 
Yeah, it doesn't. It feels feels bad, man. Yeah, no, I didn't like. I was out with some work friends, um, and I got I get those Apple news alerts for like entertainment news and and actors and and whatnot. And I looked at it, and it was like people, and I was like, Chadwick Boseman dies, yada yada yada. I was like, no fucking way. Like I did not believe it. And I showed Jess, and she's like, no, that's not real. And I was like, I mean, it's people. They're pretty like trustworthy. They're not like a TMZ or like somebody who like r- just rashly puts it out to be there first they usually kind of do their work right and so then i i fact-checked yep. it. i looked it up to double check and i saw that that was that it was true and that he had had cancer for four years and nobody knew and i was like wow that's that's wild yep <clears throat> yep so he's uh he's ascended to the ancestral plane yeah that's that's uh that's at least, at least I'm glad that like, you know, like it, it sucks when people die, but when they're like going through cancer and shit like that, I, I'm glad to know that they don't have to like suffer anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And it, it makes you think like, like this, this had to be so hard for him these past four years, mm-hmm. but he was still like, like, it's just crazy to think about what he was doing during these last four years. Yeah. Like, how did he pull that off? Like, it, like, I, I don't even know if that guy was human. Mamba mentality. Yeah, like he absolutely. he had it like he had it in the in the movie world is the best thing I can think of. What is mom like? He had like Kobe Bryant's yeah, mentality yeah. in the inner in the movie industry. That that's like the right the movie's Kobe. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so, hate to um end it on a sad note, but we know that he's he's no longer in pain. He doesn't have to deal with cancer, and we we all know like fuck cancer. Cancer's a bitch. I really don't understand how we haven't um, cured it yet. It's been like one on the forefront of like so many scientists' minds for like years now. And I always yep. hate when like people I know or or other people have to deal with somebody dying to cancer because it's just such a piece of shit, you know? Um, yeah, it's shitty. There's there's not really anything that you can do about it. It's right. just this like long, drawn out, terrible fight. And then you're gone. Right. Like, like for I mean, what? You, you can get chemo and stuff, but like sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes it's too far long. You know, it's just, yeah. It's it just, reduces your quality of life a lot while things are already shitty. Right. Yeah. It's just a, it's a bitch, honestly. But, um, yeah. So thank you guys for joining us. Um, I've got one more thing to say. Clay's got one more thing to say. Go ahead. Wakanda forever. Uh, nice. Chadwick forever. Mm-hmm. Follow us at masters.cultureverse on Instagram. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Help spread the news. Help uh, get us into other international countries. Shout out to Germany and Ireland once more. Uh, Thanks for kicking it with us. And we will see you guys next. We'll see you guys on Friday with our very last episode of The Boys, episode 8. Later.